Hey everyone, the Single Tree Podcast. This is episode 27. Today we're going to talk about decision making, discernment, intuition. Welcome. I'm Joel. I'm Brandon. Good morning, everybody. We're happy you're here with us and look forward to the podcast today. And uh, we hope you're doing well periodically in our lives. We come upon these places where we feel confused or ambivalent or just don't know what to do or don't know what the right decision is. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how to navigate that today and how to use intuition and also, you know, do, do discerning, which we will define as something a little bit different than decision making decision making as I think about it is you know sort of weighing out the benefits and the risks of something and, and using logic to make what seems to be the right decision to you but probably there's something a little bit deeper than just using our logical brains to do what we're going to do or make decisions and that's what we're going to talk about today. This is going to be a good one, Joel. Does that sound fine to you? I'm ready. Does that sound fine to you, everybody else? <laughs> I think they, their silence I heard is, a roaring <laughs> hurrah for this Silence one. is deafening. They are, I think they're on board. <laughs> <laughs> the silence is deafening. <laughs> um... So first, maybe we could talk about just how you know you're at a point where you need to use discernment or intuition. Do you want to, I mean, can you think of any times in your life when you would uh, employ this type of practice? Well, usually it's when I'm feeling a higher degree of anxiety or fear mm-hmm. and usually that can be in the context of anger too sometimes but mm-hmm. yeah usually when you know the 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 anxiety or the fear is is higher and usually that may not be like a an instantaneous kind of recognition but what we'll ha- I'll usually when I'm able to kind of see what it is, is, is that there's, I'm, we'll feel this kind of ongoing tension or anger or even a depression. And then that's when I can, can kind of catch it because it's been like maybe a couple days or maybe even a week when I've been feeling this malaise or this, depression or or anger that really makes me kind of stop assess a little bit and then get pretty clear on something that's you know needs to be reconciled or addressed or that I need to get some more clarity about you know um that's usually when I when I know so there's some level of discomfort. It's kind of a an internal experience of anxiety or anger or frustration, even depression. Yeah. And it usually for me when it comes to day to day tasks, you know, that's not really what it tends to, to be about. It usually has much mm-hmm. more to do with life stuff relationship stuff deep deeper stuff than just you know day to day Mm -hmm. do i get my oil change or do i you know whatever where to eat lunch yeah or even you know work stuff per se i mean usually those things are fairly easy to make a decision about which like you said has probably more to do with kind of a 
more of a logic-based deal, which belongs, right? But mm -hmm. with some of these deeper things, it seems like we need to make space for something else other than that. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, logic belongs for sure. But if we're just applying a pro-con list to deeper things, it just, it's like hitting a wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you probably need to use more than just your brain. Exactly. To make big decisions. Yeah, I think because those big decisions usually involve paradox. You know what I mean? Yes. And the brain, I think, is just constantly... Yeah, trying to work out paradoxes using dualistic thinking. Yeah, and it's it, it's, it will routinely and forever be short-wired. That's a good way to say it. You know what I mean? The brain using logic will just be short-wired anytime it confronts or approaches paradox. It will just be short-wired. I feel like. Yeah, it can't. It doesn't have the ability to have um, some of these higher thought processes in and of itself. Yeah. It's, it's made to do the dualistic thinking, which is pros and cons, logic. Yeah. reasoning it get it gets us some some distance down the road but it won't carry us as far as we need to go mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that i think when you say you know we have to be able to kind of consciously recognize the difference in in that process and where we are in that road you know we've engaged our mind up until this point and that's as far as our mind's going to bring us now, we need to consciously kind of consult a deeper uh -huh. process. Which we're calling discernment or intuition. So we come to these points in our lives where we experience discomfort. It could be um, in a relationship or it could be in a job or just, just in our life circumstances or, or even when we're seeking out a different direction for our lives um, that we maybe need to engage this process of discernment and intuition which is more than just um, weighing out pros and cons and using logic to make a rational decision and so I think I think we all experience these times in our lives when we're needing to discern and figure out what's the best way to go um, and I think about it as kind of engaging from a heart center or um, like we talked about in the last episode um, even connecting with uh, the life energy the which is the force that we um, can sort of intuit and experience and tap into that uh, it's just what what brings about um, life, you know, for for us, and then and then for the systems that we're in, and just and just for our environment in general, which I think is a way that we can discern. And uh, yeah, so it's a little bit deeper than just what do you think you should do. Um, so, and it's even deeper than. What are you feeling? Well, yeah, I think it's it's definitely like <laughs> it's it's definitely more than just how, how do you feel about this decision or or how will it make you feel? Because um, it's coming from, I think it's coming from outside of you. Uh, in in some ways, it's it's sort of connecting in with the larger self, which we've talked about in the past. Um, so it's not just you yourself making the decision but it's you tapping into the larger self or the greater consciousness and then sort of letting that lead you or guide you and so maybe what we can talk about today is how we can consciously do that sure okay that sounds good okay i think 
I think uh, you know we want we don't want to discount our perceptual abilities. Um, the way that we make a lot of decisions, you know, the ones that don't um, aren't as confusing or don't create as much ambivalence or, or uncertainty. Um, it's just by you know perceiving the benefits and the risks, or just you know how we feel. Um, or, you know, taking stock and, and taking into account all of the things that are going on around us. Um, and then just make a decision, you know. So th those aren't the decisions that we're talking about. You know, if you're, um, you know, out in public and you have a, a sense that there's danger or something like that, then the decision to get out of that um, situation or to do something about it is, is an easy one. You know, and you're you're just using your perceptual abilities, which are extremely powerful. Um, there's a book called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell that um, talks about our our ability or how how we make decisions uh, based on things that we are perceiving that we don't even know that we're perceiving, because um, all of our senses and our our brains are so powerful that we um, basically make, can make split second decisions, um, without even perceiving why we've made those decisions. And, and so just our, our brain's ability to take in information and process it and, and, uh, make quick decisions that are oftentimes, you know, good decisions and, you know, decisions that keep us alive and, and decisions that kind of guide us. And, and part of that may be, you know, some level of intuition um you know those aren't those are those are you know abilities that we need to be able to employ uh on a regular basis and and um you know the the decisions that we're talking about today are more um ones where the uh the right decision isn't isn't readily available or clear to us which happens all the time mm -hmm. that's when we're having to use this deeper level of discernment so um yeah we can talk about how to do that do you want to think of an example usually for me discernment and using using intuition like i said earlier on has has more to do with just my relationships or just me um and i think you're right it these paradoxes that that come up um although those, those seem to be those seem to arise pretty pretty quickly um the answer doesn't come right away um so you know the, the there have been times where I've um, considered certain things in my life. You know, do I do this? Do I do I do that? Do I change careers or do I move or something like that? Mm -hmm. um, you know, those those are bigger kinds of questions, and you know, I think I've had to engage something deeper because my brain, you know, when when I've thought about whether I stay or go, do I change professions or something like that, the brain can run through the, you know, and can make a pro-con list pretty quick, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, there was always um, a, a pause, even though I did have that pro-con list. It's like there was something deeper in me saying, this pro con list or all the risks or benefits it's not not enough it's there there needed to be something else and so I'll, you know i think in the beginning before i was consciously doing this very well was just waiting mm -hmm. and 
letting those paradoxes be there and kind of I think the better I could hold the tension of that then things were revealed but I had to consciously hold the tension of those of those paradoxes the, what was interesting is that as I was able to kind of consciously hold the tension of those paradoxes then that pro-con list that I always kind of had in my mind, it changed on its own. Mm -hmm. How did it change? Oh, maybe the benef the benefits that I that I thought that would be benefits. Not that they changed into cons or anything like that, but they lost their luster or meaning. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how did how did that happen? So, something else became more important? Yeah. What was that? The meaning of what I was engaged in. It's not necessarily that the things that I was doing changed because I was engaged in the same things that I was engaged in when those questions arise. Do I stay or do I go or do I do this or do I do that? Nothing really on the outside changed. It was the... It was, it was the meaning your, of what... Your of, meaning of those things? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so intuitively, I knew I need to, needed to just kind of pull back and hold the paradoxes and pay attention to this and just watch and pay attention. Then things were revealed. Mm -hmm. So it was more something that happened to you or in you the the process of assigning a different meaning to the decision or the pros and cons even yeah i mean it's it, it's it almost kind of feels like mean the meaning just took its own shape that i you know i didn't necessarily <laughs> assign a meeting and and the mean like it just took its own form and shape like i don't know that i consciously decided this is the meaning now of it's like i was able to just kind of pay attention to how the meaning was taking form and changing hmm. makes me think that maybe when we reach these decision points that are confusing or uncertain where it's where it's uncertain what we should do that those are points where we can experience change or transformation and we need to in order to maybe tap into something a little bit bigger but also so that we can grow and grow and change and and find new meaning Instead of just, you know, if you if you just approach all of these decisions in a dualistic way, wanting to make the right decision every time and make a even make a quick decision, that you'll avoid that process of whatever needs to be loosened up in in yourself or changed or addressed. Maybe maybe those. Um, points where there's uncertainty are really useful, purposeful to to change us ra rather than us changing something about our environment. That's kind of what I would, I think that that's a really, really good point because while those questions 
you know, I'd hold those questions in mind, right? Those questions, you know, do I do this or do, do I move? Do I stay? Do I do something different? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Holding that, holding the tension of that or the paradoxes or whatever was, was important. That it's like holding those, holding that tension changed me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like, right. like I said, that pro con list that I had, it just, changed it just doesn't matter as much anymore right i know i've watched you kind of wrestle through some of these points you know considering um some of these decisions um should i do something different should i stay or should i go um and you know i i think sometimes we get into like like this is an emergency Something needs to be done about it right now. I'm uncomfortable, so I need to change something. Um, or even when you're observing, watching someone walk through one of these decisions, there's this there's this tendency to need to weigh in on it, tell them what to do, tell them what not to do, tell them that what they're feeling is not valid, um, you know, and but. If you just allow yourself into those paradoxes and allow yourself into the ambiguity and all of that and wait, you know, that's one of the most important things is just to be patient so that the decision can kind of work itself through you or work itself into you. Um, Then, you know, the answer, quote unquote answer, if you want to call it that, sort of emerges out of the process that happens internally for you. Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up another good point. Those questions, those those bigger questions, feel urgent and big, you know, and they certainly did for me because the weight of them felt so heavy. And there was a lot of pain and kind of suffering or agony because of those, because of the weight of that. And I'm glad I gave myself permission to kind of just hold the tension of that so that something could be revealed because there was an intuitive process happening there and if I would have just felt the weight of those questions and just wanted to alleviate the weight or pain of those questions that it would have stopped me from engaging in some deeper intuitive process that I needed you know what I mean mm-hmm. but I ha- <clears throat> if we're not willing to hold the weight or feel that suffering and let ourselves hold that then we 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 keep an intuitive process from arising in us you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's yeah i think i think we um i think we get stuck in in sort of compulsive decision making um uh, which is usually based on guilt and fear and pressures that you experience from other people and and you know from even the experiences that you've had in the past um and you know for me that's a very it can be a limited shallow process of and, and just and just sort of like you're not actually even making decisions um from a deep sense of like self or who you are or you know even tapping into the larger self and so it's almost like you're just like a a pinball in a pinball machine you know just being bounced around by your own guilt um fear of disappointing someone or making someone angry or uh, making the wrong decision even 
or there's, um, you know, what everybody in your life thinks about your decision. <laughs> you can always pull the audience and, you know, make your decision based on the results of that. Um, but those things are, th those ways of making decisions are, um, you, you don't even feel like you're the one making them really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I think holding this tension that you're talking about and using like this deeper sense of intuition or discernment is really about kind of sinking deeper into yourself and, and, and sinking deeper into the larger self and making decisions out of, um, you know, kind of guided by last time we were talking about being guided, guided by this principle of whatever will be life giving instead of what am I afraid of? What should I do based on what other people think or the system of beliefs or values tells me, <clears throat> um, you know, which is a, it's a much more life giving way to make a decision you know, going through this process of, and kind of tapping into a deeper, like sense of self or even just tapping into like a deeper sense of love and, you know, something that brings about love and life for others and, and the world even, you know, mm -hmm. that seems like a, Instead of just thinking about like what I want or what should I do or what what do other people want for me, thinking about like what is actually good or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's different. So, what are the what are the practices that you employ to reach that sort of? You know, my my go to is 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 being quiet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> and that doesn't always mean that you're quiet on the inside, but so, you know, oftentimes, especially when that, when the weight of those paradoxes was really heavy, it was important for me to, to, to spend time being quiet. And oftentimes in those you know, I may be, my atmosphere may be quiet and I may be quiet outwardly, but inside there was a lot of, there was a lot of movement mm -hmm. and a lot of shifting. And if you give, well, what I've found is that if I give myself enough time to, to be quiet and just really allow myself to feel and experience the the weight and the, and the shifting and the movement i've started to understand that thinking about it ad nauseum just creates this circular kind of reasoning that it it actually makes it makes it worse but so eventually I just continued to just be quiet and let that movement and that weight happen to me and just, just, just feel it, hap just feeling, paying attention to the feeling of it moving in me without needing to think about it. it, it I was just paying attention to the, to the energy of what was inside me i was paying attention to and feeling the the weight and so, you know maybe some of the the despair or, or whatever i wasn't thinking about it i was just paying attention to and feeling it so is it is it true that it's something more that kind of happens in your body than like in your chest or even in your stomach that instead of in your head i yeah I think usually it starts in my head, mm -hmm. but then it just becomes something that is like, it's just, I just feel it 
in my body. It's, it's, it's a visceral thing. I can feel the energy of it. And if I can kind of consciously just stay connected to that, to, to that feeling in my, in my body, I feel like I'm doing my part to let it continue to move and churn. Mm-hmm. So it's a good, good practice to, um, just start with like paying attention to how your body feels, um, more than just what you're thinking or what you're feeling, the emotions. Um, because I think there's kind of this foundation that you have to lay, uh, to be able to know how your body feels. You know, a lot of people don't ever even pay attention to some of the sensations and stuff like that they're having in their body, which makes it hard when you are faced with a decision to get in touch with your heart center, I guess. Um, and so just on a, on a daily basis, when you're not faced with a, a, uh, conundrum or a, you know, a difficult decision, it's good just to be paying attention to how you feel, how your heart, how your heart is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's, there's, there's difficulty. <laughs> you can feel vexed or, or confused or uncomfortable every single day, you know, maybe in some smaller ways. And if you can get good at navigating those slight discomforts, then it's the same practice to be able to work through the, the larger ones, you know, but it, but that's why it's called practice. And maybe that's not a whole lot different than actually what intuition is. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's difficult for me to try to define intuition. You know, that's a big thing for me. It's a big concept. And other than thinking that it's kind of beyond logic and the, and the brain and the dualism of, of the mind, I am kind of left speechless a little bit as to, as to what that is. But well, I mean, what do you think? Well, well, I think your, your, your body is a, is a key thing though. Like I, I feel like I make these intuitive decisions from my heart. I would say that there's, there's some people, talk about like trusting their gut, you know, um, which is, that's intuition. That's, you know, that's kind of the, um, common way that we, we refer to, to intuition, you know, which sounds sort of like a haphazard, (laughs) um, irresponsible way to make decisions. Right. But I think you can actually get better at tapping into that. Um, your own intuition and, and actually knowing like um, and being aware of whatever's happening there in your body or in your heart or in your gut that ha- how you're arriving at those decisions basically mm-hmm. right and that's and that's the another practice is just to practice awareness right like when I feel this way in my gut it's because I feel fear or it's because, you know, there's these certain things that make me uncomfortable about this, or I gravitate toward these certain other things, you know, or my gut does, my gut tells me this is going to be the right decision. Um, But then kind of the awareness is figuring out why, Mm -hmm. why does your body feel this certain way when you gravitate toward this person you know and so it's kind of a it's kind of an inside out way to do it we tend to you know we tend to try to analyze decisions logically with our brains um and then that's where it ends (laughs) instead of so this is kind of the the other way around it's it's kind of paying attention to this feeling that i'm having in my in my heart or my gut and then kind of giving it language or describing it logically. It's since then, yeah, then the intuitive process is mostly kind of 
sensory, right? And then it's using, then engaging the brain to try to find some sort of context or language around this intuitive sensory experience that you're having, which is, I think you're right, is pretty contrary to what maybe we're taught kind of a bottom-up process rather than a top-down mm-hmm. process I think if you I mean if you just go around like making decisions based on your gut instincts all the time and never try to gain awareness or th- never think about the decisions like even afterwards that's all that's a equally dangerous maybe more dangerous way to live um, you know because <laughs> some of the ways that you feel in your gut might just be fear. If mm-hmm. you go around, ba- you know, basing all your decisions off what you're afraid of or, or off of fear, like you're going to limit your growth, I would say. Um, and fear's not a great like thing to run your life or run the world. Um, so, uh, but you should pay attention to those feelings and then try to sort of like gain awareness of what they are and and why they're there and and then you can sort of work with them and coach them and and like you were saying like there's these things going on inside of you that are shifting and you know you you may not be able to give them all language you may you may not be able to explain at at all points what they are but you should definitely try <laughs> and the more and the more that you try to do that the better you get at it and the more awareness you get of what's this thing happening inside me and then you know like the meaning that you were talking about is is kind of like that's the the thought that's Mm -hmm. attached with this thing that's happening inside me which i can then apply in an intentional way to my circumstances so you know when the when the meaning changes then you just know what to do better mm-hmm. you know and that and that's the meaning that you then attach yourself at that time which may change later but at this time i know what to do mm-hmm. because because this is what's happened inside me and this is the meaning that i've come to about this decision and the meaning informs what i actually do I think I don't know Maybe. it's a good way to break that down it's a really good way to break that down because it's like you know the intuitive processes can be really abstract because it's sensory it's and you know I think I agree with you that it's it's largely sensory and and, and experiential in in our in our body you know, um, and that can be a real abstract realm to endeavor into, especially when, you know, we, a lot of us don't have coaching or education into that, you know, whole, whole process. And when we don't get coaching or we can't express language around it, it's, it's hard for us to engage a really strong aspect of ourselves that we need you know yeah i think another thing that's helpful for me just on a regular basis is like finding my finding my center like when i'm not in a crisis or not in a in a decision making in in a face face with a decision um you know because like I don't, I don't like, like I was talking about the pinball. I don't like going around in my life feeling like I'm just like a, like subject to all of these forces around me, whether that's other people, you know, social pressures or discomfort from stress and things that I experience in my environment with my job or with relationships or whatever. Um, if I, if I, you know, if I just live my life sort of 
a victim or subject to the to all of those forces all the forces outside me then I just end up feeling pretty lost um, but if I'm consistently and it's 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 got to be a it's a daily practice for me um, to be tapping into the life energy we were talking about last time um, you know just discerning like um, and and being able to receive um, this greater presence which I call God then it's really hard for me to feel grounded in my decisions it's really hard for me to feel like I'm making decisions that are based on anything bigger than just like all the pressures that I experience guilt fear a more reactive experience yeah reactive it's reactive and and I hate that feeling like of just feeling like I'm a, I'm subject to just even my own feelings or reactions to whatever's going on around me like so like just I, we say like I want to come from a different place than that and and so like if I'm not practicing like practicing the presence every day then um, the more I'm just subject to all of these forces around me and I'm not actually even making decisions I'm just like <clears throat> I'm just a I'm just a um, I'm the sum of all of the forces outside me make you know? a, a less like a less and that's a less differentiated existence probably yeah I think that's true so then we use these words intuition and discernment and how I mean how different are they or do they overlap or what's your perspective I think they're about the same to me do you I mean intuition kind of in, like the connotation for me is like that it it is kind of that gut um, feeling that you have I mean that's just the way that I think about it or have defined it discernment you know is a little bit more of a top-down process it seems like to me um, so maybe where they meet in the middle is a sweet spot it's a good question I never thought about that before but I... they seem related and both important it does yeah I mean when you say this discernment is kind of a seems like more of a, a top-down that makes sense to me and so engaging in both consciously engaging in, in both I think it's great but you really have to trust doesn't this take a lot of faith or trust I, I think so I mean I would say that like the life energy or like just even the goodness in the universe or God is moving, is doing something, you know? Um, and we're, we're all maybe subject to that and, and, and maybe it to varying degrees trying to tap into that, you know, which is, goodness which is life um and you you would you would have to trust in order to practice that you would have to trust that that force has has your best interests at heart um that it's maybe be better than just like trying to please everyone around you or trying to be looked at a certain way or 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 just even like paying heed to your own thoughts and, and feelings emotions um, so yeah I think trust is trust is important to to be able to trust that if you if you slow down and 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 do the work that you were talking about um, just gaining awareness of what's going on inside you you know um, 
we just have to trust that that's that's an okay process you know so then if we want to engage and utilize our intuitive discerning selves basically we're going to have to dive and be willing to to dive deeper into ourselves Mm -hmm. uncover some of those layers so we have to be willing to kind of dig for the treasure then yes Hmm. yeah allow some of those things that are um, at the at the conscious level uh, get in the way of finding the that deeper sense where the where the intuition and the discernment is really um, are really revealed. It seems to me though that those things are really revealed through our willingness to endure and confront and face unpleasantness. <laughs> We yeah, talk about this frequently, you know what I mean? But it does mm-hmm. seem like that. And once again, it seems like it's, that's just kind of one of the initial requirements, if you will, you know what I mean? Of some of these deeper treasures is that we have to be willing to not only face and confront, but accept and endure these well, just unpleasantness, you know, without needing to do anything right away with that experience and yeah. trust that something will, that there's something on the other side of that or, or on the other end of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard. Because if you're in a in an uncomfortable situation in your job for instance um, to let this process take place within you you're going to have to stay in that job you know until that process has done its work in you and you know what we typically do is is we compulsively like I got to get out of here I got to find a new job Um, or you know we just kind of disconnect from the pain of it and just try to get through it, um, try to endure it and, you know, wait, hope for the weekend, live for the weekend, um, or just kind of anesthetize ourselves from whatever pain or discomfort that we're experiencing in the job. Um, but what you would have to do to to let this process take place and then to come to a deeper level of discernment is to stay in the job and really be present and you know which is the pain and discomfort and it it takes a certain level of tolerance to be able to to do that so you can actually make the right decision because you know if you're uncomfortable in your job the, the answer may not be find another job yeah so kind of what you're saying is maybe or how I'm interpreting it is you can't have intuition or discernment without the unpleasantness. I mean, it's almost, they just go. Yeah. They're, they cannot be separated. Yeah. On the other hand, it's possible that being uncomfortable in a job means that you need to get another job oh definitely <laughs> so <laughs> right. and that's but that's the discernment you know in the logic the logic can fail you know you, you can do a pros and cons list and still be totally baffled about what to do and this is where the discernment then becomes necessary right it, and you and you have to stay in that discomfort until the meaning changes maybe until you change so you can see differently and that's when you can actually make the right decision it could go either way yeah and we don't like that we want you know we want to be able to find 
these conclusions quickly. We want the right answer too. And cleanly. Yeah, the right, wrong. That's one thing that I think that, you know, we could probably remind people of when we're, th- when they're thinking about how to engage their intuition or discernment more deeply is by talking to to them or it may be illustrating some of the things that are blocking them from that and one of that is one element of that is learning how to get really good at paying attention to when the brain is getting too much energy in you know approaching paradox and usually a really good way that you can tell whether the brain is getting too much energy and that is it if there's just this real thought-centered kind of experience what is the right decision what is what is the what is right what is wrong um you know, making these pro cons lists. Not that that stuff doesn't exist, like I said, it, or or belong to some degree. But at at some point, you know, if if we're good at paying attention, if if there's a, kind of an alarm that is signaled that's saying, okay, there's way too much energy going on in the brain trying to work with this, you know, paradox let me back in or go deeper or try to go into a deeper process but you know yeah. beyond that that can be a really good way of recognizing when you're kind of being blocked yeah we i mean we ask each other these questions all the time what do you think is the right decision here and a lot of times the answer is just wait you know and and in the and people don't like to hear that a lot of times but you know in the waiting then you have to get out of your head and probably into your body and then you know kind of let those the change processes take place because the if you if you stay in the thoughts if you stay in your brain the meaning won't change you know it's it, it will always be what's the right decision or what's the wrong decision i totally agree with right? that yeah and if you can't get out of your brain, you know, which part of part of it may be just let's get let's get this out on the paper or let's talk to somebody about it because they can. I mean, someone who's helpful will get you out of the right and wrong thinking, <laughs> right? Not just tell you, well, this is what I think is right, which isn't always helpful. No. Um, but they'll help you get out of because, you know, and what another kind of part of this intuition and discernment is like what's right for you in this circumstance may not be right for someone else you know and that's why it's so important right because just telling telling someone this is the right decision for you like that may not be right at all (laughs) you know like logically sometimes there's a logical decision that's probably the best decision but a lot of times in these sort of like more ambiguous things you have to intuit them for yourself you have to intuit what you think is the right decision for yourself and no one can do that for you Hmm. all right good luck everybody okay good luck intuition (laughs) (laughs) well that's i mean that's that has powerful consequences you know what i mean or implications i i should say then you know because we can really take a whole other level of ownership over our existence and life when we're engaging this deeper process i mean yeah we're really really engaging in a whole other level of ownership mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean i think it's Sometimes it's scary to think about just because I think um, it's it's kind of scary to enter the discomfort or to tolerate the discomfort. 
it's also scary to have those layers peeled back and kind of reach a deeper existence. Um, but to me, it's more scary to think about just like making decisions based on all these environmental pressures. Mm-hmm. It's scary not to it's scary not to know myself and what and make decisions out of like that deep sense of self and tapping into the larger self. You're willing to let what's going on inside burn in you. I like that expression, let it burn. You like to say that. I do. It's a little, yeah. It sounds. Off-putting for me when you say that. It sounds dramatic, but (laughs) man, sometimes it does feel like that. It feels like a burning inside, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. That burning is, there's so much learning and it's so informative. Huh? Learning in the burning. Learning in the burning. That's a great title for a book. That is a great title for a book. But, it, it, you know, there is learning in the burning. That's so catchy. Yeah. Maybe we should title this episode Learning in the Burning. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a jazzercise kind of thing or something. <laughs> but... <clears throat> So yeah, one of one of one of the ways we can know that we're blocking ourselves from intuitive processes, um, being aware of and recognizing and paying attention to when the brain is getting probably a lot more energy than it needs to have in regards to approaching these paradoxes. Um, what other ways do you think that? people can kind of come away with this thinking about, okay, if I notice this happening, then I know that maybe my intuitive discerning process is being blocked. Just if you continue to know, not know what to do, (laughs) you know? um, Yeah, if you're getting caught up in your brain and right or wrong thinking, you need to do something more if you just continue to spin on the same decision, you you need to reach out and find something, some process that's a little bit deeper that, that accesses some different parts of you, your heart, where you can engage your heart and your gut. Um, you know, which seems, seems kind of obvious, but like <laughs> we can spin on these decisions for like years amazingly enough you know and so it's just kind of like getting a different process down because the logical right and wrong pro and con thinking is is not going to get you there Mm -hmm. it's not enough for life Um, so just when that happens you know you got to kind of engage in some of these other processes And then also maybe paying attention to avoidance behavior or this pinball experience that you're talking about. You know what I mean? If you're more in a reactive kind of existence or place or you're uh, feeling yourself having a lot of numbness or there's avoidance behavior, then maybe you know that kind of your intuitive discerning self is being blocked that that process is being blocked Mm -hmm. another way i think about it is like just being like adrift on the ocean like if you're floating just yourself or floating on a raft that didn't have a motor um you just kind of like tossed by the waves and all of those forces and it's you know that's a that's a scary feeling you know to not feel like you have any control over um where you're going or where you end up and you're you know you're just subject to all the forces um you know and and like getting uh or or kind of tapping into your intuition or discerning self is like just getting 
an oar or a paddle, you know, at first, maybe getting a motor to where you can actually direct yourself and um, go where you want to go. That's a little, I like that experience a little, a little more. And you're still going to be subject to the things, the environment, environmental factors, forces around you. It's not like you need to have all the control because it's kind of a give and take. Sure. So. Okay. All right. Well, I think I've learned something. Okay, me too. Learning in the burning. That's good, right? Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.